Welcome to Pirkei Avot. It's a pleasure to be back. And this week, uh, our Pirkei Avot Shi'ur is sponsored by Shawnee and Richard Fine. Shawnee and Richard are wonderful members of our community here at Beverly Hills Synagogue. And I'm delighted to dedicate this particular Pirkei Avot Shir to Shawnee's father, Rabbi Joseph Wagner, Harav Yosef Chaim ben Eliyahu Zichronolivracha whose yard site is on the 22nd of Teves. His neshama should have an aliyah. We should all be zeichet to see Tuchias HaMesim. And thank you, Shawnee and Richard, so much for sponsoring today's shir. We're going to continue with the Talmidim of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. But before we do, I just want to remind you that you are able to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, there is an icon at the bottom of your screen. You just need to click on the icon and it will enable you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, and then you will be regularly updated when there is a new YouTube video which has been uploaded. And I would be delighted to welcome you to the family of viewers of the Rabbi Pinidona um, YouTube channel. Thank you so much for all those of you who have already uh, subscribed to my channel, and I hope that the content is meaningful for you and that you learn a lot of Torah and many different things as a result of subscribing to my regular shiurim. We're going to look at Mishnah Yudalaf at Perik Base in the second chapter uh, of Pirkei Avot, where we already discussed Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai and his contribution to Jewish ethics. This Mishnah is a classic of Pirkei Avot. I'm, what I mean by that is you may not have heard this Mishnah before, but what I mean is that this Mishnah is not about the observance of mitzvahs. It's not, it's in fact aimed as much as somebody who is mitzvah observant, perhaps more so than it is to somebody who doesn't observe Torah and mitzvahs. You could be somebody who observes every halacha that exists in the Shulchan Aruch that applies to you. But what Rabbi Yehoshua ben Hananiah wants to tell you is that you are still failing you still haven't managed to observe those mitzvahs in such a way that it can protect you from descending into the horror of the Be'er Shachas of not being a good Jew. This is a Musar Mishnah, because this Mishnah teaches you that you can do all the right things and still get it wrong. And that is so powerful. That's why this um, set of Mishnahis, Avot, Pirkei Avot, is known as Ethics of the Fathers. It is the ethics that so, are so much a part and parcel of what it is to be a good Jew. It's not good enough just to make sure that you have dotted all your I's and crossed all your T's and made sure that you're observing every aspect of the Shulchan Aruch. I read every single sub-clause of the Mishnah Brewer, and I can tell you where the Mishnah Brewer has got a difference of opinion with the Aruch HaShulchan and the Chazan Ish, that's not what it's about. Because if you are not a good person, keeping mitzvahs is never going to be enough. You need to couple your observance of mitzvahs, your observance of halacha, with being a good person. It's so important. And that's what Pirkei Avot is all about. And we're hearing here from the fathers of Jewish jurisprudence. Rabbi Yeshua is quoted in so many Mishnayis with regard to Halacha. Very often he's in argument with his close friend, Rabbi Yezer. 
Rabbi Shon and Rabbi Yezer were always going at it with each other, hammer and tongs, disagreeing over aspects of halacha. But here there's no disagreement. Rabbi Yezer said what he had to say and we spoke about his contribution to Jewish ethics last week. And now we're speaking about Rabbi Yeshua, what he has to add to the Jewish ethics picture. And what he says is very profound. It's much shorter than Rabbi Yezer, but it's very profound. Rabbi Yeshua Oimer. Ayin hara, v'yetzer hara, v'sinas habriois moitzien es ha'odom min ha'olam. These are three things which, if they are a part of your life, they will remove you from the world. Your life isn't worth living. All the effort you have put into being a good Jew, as it were, because you observe all the mitzvahs and you're conscious of every halacha and every chumrah, and of, by the way, of all the halachas that other people don't keep that you do keep, you're a much better Jew than all of those other people. It's all worthless. It's all meaningless. It all has no enduring value because of these three things that are a part of your life. Let's examine those three things. Ayin hara. There's various pshatim as to what ayin hara means. I'm going to go with the main one first and then we'll look at some of the alternatives. Ayin hara. Somebody who has a bad eye. What does that mean? You have everything you need. You have everything, in fact, that... Uh, is required for you to conduct yourself in a good life. You're able to provide for yourself. You're able to provide for your children. You're able to give tzedakah. You're able to be a fine, upstanding member of the community with the resources that God has given you, the material resources that God has given you. You're able to buy yourself chalas every Shabbos and a lun of an esrik for sukkahs, a matzah for Pesach, and of course our bakaisas, and you know you can have a bit of extra cheesecake on Shavuos, and you can wear titsis, you have a nice talus, you've got a beautiful silver kiddush cup, you have all the things that you need, you give tzedakah, everybody's very happy with you. But it's not enough, because you see that somebody you know has got more than you. You have an eye in hurrah for something that someone else has, and it's not that you do anything about it. You don't tell him. You're, nobody's aware of the fact that you despise this person, that you're jealous of them, that you're envious of their possessions. But the fact that that's what you think, that you're not satisfied with your portion, that what you have isn't enough for you, means that your relationship with God is deficient. Because even though you're able to do everything that you need to do, by the way, even if you're not able to do everything that you need to do, even if you're suffering because you've got financial difficulties or because, you know, you've got some threat that your resources are going to be um, reduced or removed, that somehow you're not going to be able to cope with your circumstances. When you think that somebody else has what you don't have, and that they're better off and you're jealous of them and you're envious of their possessions, of their ability to do what they can do, means that your relationship with God is deficient because God decides what you have. God decides what it is that you deserve, what it is that you need to have in order to be the Evet Hashem that He wants you to be towards Him, that your relationship with Him is what it can be. And by being envious of others, it means you're resentful 
of your potential relationship with God or your existing relationship with God. It means you don't understand your role in this world. Why were you born? If you're not able to deal with the circumstance, I believe in Hashem. You tell everybody, I believe in God. I'm a person of faith. I've never done an Avera. I've been a perfect Jew in every possible way. But the truth is, you're deficient because you think that you should have something that someone else has. And that means you're not satisfied with God. You've got complaints against God. You think that God doesn't do the right thing toward you. Of course, you can always dive into Hashem. I'd like to have more. I want to be able to pay my bills. I want to be able to give more tzedakah. I want my children to have more. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's based on what someone else has, and what you think you should have and that they shouldn't have, or even if you think that they should have it, but you should have as much as them or more, that means you've missed the point entirely. That's the first thing, the first uh, part of Rabbi Hoshua's instruction as to what it is you need ethically to be in order to be a good Jew. That's the first pshat in the first thing that he says. But there are other pshatim. There are those who say, Ayin Ra'a. That's the girs of the Rambam. And what does that mean? That kavona is for a person who's not satisfied with what he has, not because necessarily he's looking at somebody else and what they have, but he's just not satisfied with what he has. And he's too busy with possessions and the acquisition of material things to really engage with God. He could be doing the right thing. He dubbins three times a day. And he's Shomash Shabbos. He keeps Rabbeinu Tam's man. And he's, he's so makbid. He only ever has glut kosher. And in every aspect of his Judaism, he's perfect. But he has an iron ra'a. He's not happy with his circumstances. Moitzien esa odom min ha'olam. The Medrash Shmuel says, and before we saw that Rabbi Yeshua says that you must keep away from a bad chover, from a bad friend, that's not a contradiction here. One thing has nothing to do with the other. Obviously, it's good advice to keep away from a bad friend. But in and of itself, in your own personality, notwithstanding your connection with other people, you must be satisfied with your lot. You must always say, whatever it is, it must be good. I have the life that God wants me to have. He's given me the challenges that I need to have in order to grow as a person. My spiritual growth is contingent on my circumstances. And I can't ever think about any other circumstances. Of course, I can daven that things should get better. Perhaps that's what Hashem wants from me. He wants me to daven. He wants me to pray. He wants me to have a closer connection with Him in order to achieve greater material benefits. But don't have an eye in ra. Then we have another pshat. You know, you've ever heard of Ayin Hara? That if you're a person who casts, as it were, an evil eye on other people, you look at them in such a way as you, I wish they wouldn't have that. Not I wish I would have what they have. I wish they wouldn't have what you see that they have. You can be a perfect person. You could say, 
I never did them harm. You have this expression in, in English, sticks and stones will break your bones, but names will never hurt you. Have you ever heard that one? That, what's the difference what I think of somebody else? I can even say bad things about other people. Who cares? What's the difference what I think of somebody and if I don't like them? The point is that I've not done them any harm. You can't imagine the harm it does you. The fact that you feel badly towards other people and that you don't want them to have the things that Hashem, that Hashem gave them. That is the worst possible character trait that you can have. The Yesh Mefarshim Somebody who behaves in every possible way correctly, but he looks at things that he shouldn't be looking at, whatever they may be. He's not appropriate in what he looks at, in what he reads, in what he watches, in the places he goes and the things that he could see. He's not careful about shmiras inayim it's so important the imprint that images put on your mind they can't be erased the things that you see leave an impression that is permanent even if you've forgotten the image the impact it will have on who you are and on your neshama is something that will never be erased says Rabbi Hoshua ayin hara not making sure that your eyes are protected from things that they shouldn't see will remove you from this world. That's number one. Number two, the Yetzer Hara. Yetzer is somebody who is not careful in every aspect of their life to stop themselves doing things that can harm them. What do I mean by that? We're not talking about Yetzirah. I'm not talking about somebody who has a Yetzirah to do an Avera and that does an Avera. not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody who is so focused on, let's say, eating. Loves to eat. And every time he has an opportunity to eat, he doesn't say, you know, I'm not sure if this is going to be healthy for me. Maybe I shouldn't eat it. But becomes a food addict. And every given opportunity will eat food and more food. And there's another course and can eat something more. You become so focused on your physical desires, it doesn't matter that they are permitted. That's not the point. Rabbi Yeshua is saying, if you want to be true to Hashem, you want to be true to God, true to your faith, true to your neshama, you have to make sure that you don't have a Yetzirah. You don't allow your inclination to drive you in any direction. That's another form of Yetzirah, distracting you from your true objective which is to have a close relationship with Hashem. But if you're somebody who just wants to entertain yourself, to feed yourself, to make yourself happy all the time, allow your emotions to drive you as opposed to your intellect. Allow yourself to be driven in a particular direction, not stop yourself, not have any guardrails up to prevent yourself from going in a direction that's self-destructive. Then you have a Yetzirah which is you may not have done an Avera. It's not about an Avera. It's about not understanding that you need to focus on improving yourself. Your ambitions should be totally about being a better person. You have to make sure 
that your neshama's goals in life, which is self-improvement in matters of spirituality and God relationship, that that is your primary focus, because that is your primary directive. Yetzirah is another way of saying distraction. It's a digression from who you need to be and what you need to be doing. The Sinas Habriyos, this one is very interesting. Says Rabbi Yehoshua, who was, by the way, a lover of people. He had the most wonderful personality. He was the kindest man. He had a fantastic sense of humor. He was a person you'd love to have been with, spend time with. He was always in a good mood. He said, you know what? There's people who are misanthropes. They hate other people. They always find fault in everybody else. It doesn't matter what somebody else is doing. They'll tell you that whatever it is that they're doing is wrong. It's no good. By the way, they sometimes could be right. Very often they could be right. But they can't find anything positive to say about other people. Such people. People who can find nothing good to say about anybody else. Whose only comment on society is negative. Can always see why things are bad. Ultimately, they are failures. They are losers. Because every person in this world has something to give. And there's always something positive to say about someone. There's something about them which is good enough that you can give them a compliment. Don't become a hater of other people, says Rabbi Yehoshua. Because even if you're fully observant of the, every aspect of the Shulchan Aruch, there's not a halacha that you miss. There's not a chumrah that you don't keep. But you can only find fault in other people. By the way, often people who are very busy with chumras, their main criticism of other people is, Haha, you don't keep the chumrah, and I do. I'm special and you're useless. That's not the point of a chumrah. If you want to keep a stringency in halacha, if you want to be slightly stricter in your observance of halacha, that's your deal. That's your relationship with Hashem. But that doesn't give you the right or the platform or the opportunity to criticize others for not keeping the Khumrah. You may be a person who's very insistent that you'd only eat a particular heksha. And there's other people who eat other heksherim. Perhaps and you think that those heksherim are not good enough. Though, you know, that form of kosher isn't good enough. What are you talking about? Can you imagine there's somebody there who wants to keep kosher? There's millions of Jews in the world who don't, don't keep kosher at all. And there's somebody who wants to keep kosher. Okay, so they don't keep it quite as strictly as you do. Is that a cause for criticism? Is that a cause for you to hate someone else? You learn Torah every day. You spend every day, an hour in the morning, three hours in the evening. You learn Daf Yomi, you learn Mishnah Yomi, you learn Nach Yomi, you learn this Yomi and that Yomi. And you know people who are Batlonim. They don't learn Torah once a week. They come to the Rabbi Shir and they fall asleep. Or maybe they don't even bother coming to the rabbi Shir. They pick up a sefer and they read it, but it's too difficult for them. They put it down. They let someone else learn it. And you think to yourself, ah, those people are useless. I hate those people. I don't want to have anything to do with them. What's their point? One second, says Rabbi Yeshua. Is that the way to behave as a Jew? To judge other people? To hate them? To have ill feeling towards them? No. Do you know what happens if you do that? You're removing yourself from the world because your demand for perfection in others shows you up to be an imperfect person.
says Rabbi Yehoshua in this beautiful Mishnah, this classic Mishnah of Pirkei Avot, if you want to remain in this world and fulfill and discharge your mission as a good Jew, make sure that you don't have an Ayin Hara, that you don't have a Yetze Hara, and that you are not a person who has Sinas Habriois, hatred of others. Because otherwise, if you have any of these, and certainly if you have all three of them, your life isn't worth living. There's no point in it. You won't achieve your objectives, even if you are a so-called paragon of perfection and you observe every halacha under the sun. We'll leave it here for today. Thank you.